Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Ravens fans? Another week, another W for the Baltimore Ravens, who currently sit atop the AFC right now. I'm your guy, Kyrie Thompson. That over there is Danny Wilcox, and we are the Believe in Ravens podcast. There is a lot to believe in with the Baltimore Ravens really just kind of taking it to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a, in a battle of a couple of playoff teams in the AFC. What stood out to you, man? I knew it was going to be a tough game from the beginning, Kyrie. I mean, we talked about it last week. I knew Trevor Lawrence and company was going to come to play. The Jacksonville Jaguars are hot right now. It just wasn't hot enough to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I love the way our defense played. I love the way we got after the quarterback and made it tough on Trevor, made him throw some tough throws. And, um, and then we had a couple of things where the balls just bounced our way. That one fumble that Trevor had where he was running free and it would have been the first down and he just literally dropped the ball, you know, and that's basically what happened for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He just dropped the ball and the Ravens won, you know, so I can't be mad. I, it went down the way I needed it to go down. I wanted the Baltimore Ravens to come out victorious and we absolutely did. You know, one more time for the Be More, one more time for the Queen City. Nice job, Ravens. Let's go. Bird game. Absolutely. And you know what? We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. But, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens might be the most balanced team in football. They're the number one scoring defense in the league mm -hmm. and the number four scoring offense. Oddly enough, they're about to go up against a team that is arguably just as balanced. Yeah. In the San Francisco 49ers, the number two scoring defense in the league, number three scoring offense. Look, I, I think that the quarterback that they just played in Trevor Lawrence mm -hmm. is a is a better quarterback, got more talent, whatever, than than Brock Purdy. That being and, and look, and they, they gave they gave him a hard time. Trevor Lawrence, one touchdown, 264 yards, but only 58% completion percentage, and you know, and, and the turnover that happens that they got off of him. So it, it was it was definitely a bit of tough sledding for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. That said, even if I would take Trevor Lawrence over Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's playing some really, really good football right now. And just definitely. generally, that San Francisco 49ers offense has playmakers, offensive line, pretty much anything that you could want. They got one of the best running backs in the league in Christian McCaffrey. They got one of the best left tackles in the league in Trent Williams, who's just out there running down the field like the boogeyman, just, just, just tracking people down and throwing them into the stands. Yeah. And you got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And then on the on the other side of the ball, Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in the league. I mean, they they just they they got an embarrassment of riches over there. I, I am so excited to watch this football game, man. It is gonna be a very good football game and yet i'm kind of wondering to myself the ravens have have really made life tough on a lot of good players a lot of good quarterbacks and good teams can they do it again to brock purdy i think that's a great question Kyrie. Uh, i think the ravens defense has finally stepped into their own i think they're starting to own that play like a raven mentality and they're starting to show people week in and week out that they're still the Baltimore Ravens without a Ray Lewis, without a Ed Reed, without a Terrell Suggs, all those household names that has officially retired now for the Baltimore Ravens. There's a whole new crop of guys that right now are trying to say, all right, we're that new wave. We're the guys that y'all are going to be talking about the next 10 to 15 years 
you know, Kyle Hamilton is one of those. You know, I think you called him an alien last time. And that's how he plays, man. Yeah. He plays like an alien. And he's all over the freaking field, man, making plays. You know, the Roquan Smiths, the Patrick McQueen. I don't know how we're going to keep those two guys together, but we need to figure that out. You know, we definitely got to figure that out. I know they up upstairs. Eric DaCosta is trying to figure that out right now, how we're going to be able to keep these two dogs in the yeah. middle of our defense. And then, um, you know, um, Jadavian Clowney, you know, he came in. And he's leading the entire league in um, pressures and quarterback pressures, and has had a heck of a have, have had a heck of a season so far. And I hope it continues to turn up for him. And you know, ninety two Metabuke, oh my goodness, you know, man has been freaking phenomenal. It's been a long time since probably a Haloti Nada since we had somebody in the middle of the field to cause that type of havoc. And and also a Trevor Price, you know, Trevor played hard like that too, man. He had a heck of a year for us too. And the Terrell Suggs, of course, on the outside, man. Um, mm -hmm. And we, you know, we're we're gaining so much, you know, with this new crop of guys, and it's pretty impressive. I I, I think the Ravens are going to come, and they're going to have to set the tone defensively. And this is going to be, it's going to have to be one of those goose egg type games, I think, for us to pull this out. You know, if they could figure out a way to, you know, get to the passer, to slow D Debo Samuel down and lock him up. And then, you know, that running back. What are you going to do about that running back right now? I mean, he's hot as hot gets. You know, I think Roquan Smith's favorite phrase is cooking with fish grease. And this man is cooking with fish grease, Kristen McCaffrey, all man. The, so, all I mean, the time. Yeah, the we, time. Got, we got to figure some things out, man. We definitely got some – some. we got a heavy weight on our shoulders this week, and we got to come ready to play. And we got to be – we got to be focused and prepared. It's going to come down to who has the best game plan this week. So, coaches, I hope you have ate your Wheaties this week, and I hope you're up ready to stay up late every night and figure out some loopholes and some stuff that we could do to stop Brock Purdy and company because everybody's been talking about Brock Purdy, you know, like he is MVP candidate and he's playing that well. And to be honest with you, he has been. You can't take that away from him. This league is um, the show me league, you know. Show me. Show me how good you are this week will determine to me whether or not this guy has in a, like MVP caliber, you know, blood running through his veins. And if he does, it may be another Tom Brady type thing for the San Francisco 49ers. Right now he's loaded with talent. He's loaded with so much talent around him, you can't give him all the credit. But what happens when all that talent goes away and you're in a Trevor Lawrence situation and you have to man up and you got to lead your team and still figure out a way to win games. You know, so that's, you know, you got you to gotta wait to kind of see that happen for Brock Purdy. But right now he's loaded. He has a bunch of studs. They're ready to play. They think they're on the way to the Super Bowl. And to me, you can't get there without going through the Baltimore Ravens. So let's see what happens. You know what? You brought up a couple of different things there. So first of all, Justin Matabike, I, I feel like you're loath to think like you're going to have to let any guys go. They're going to have to figure out how to pay him. Right. Pay I, I mean, they're 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 it's a good problem to have too many good players to pay. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it also speaks to your ability to bring in new talent. And look, you, you can't keep everybody, um, I, especially when, with Lamar, you know, coming into the big paper and everything. You're going to have to make some difficult decisions. I understand that. Um, I, I think that would be great to have him available because, look, having an interior excellence up front, I mean, that's the quickest. I mean, that's one of the keys to being a great defense. Um, so I'm really curious to see how how that ends up. I, I want to talk about the, what you said about the, the game plans, though. I think that mm -hmm. is going to be really intriguing because when it comes down to Kyle Shanahan, there are very few coaches in the league. I, I feel like, like generally, like when people talk about offensive play callers making a difference, I think they do make a difference, but to an extent. Right. I, I would never generally take like and say like, oh, yeah, I'll just like take an offensive coordinator and he's going to absolutely get the most out of my quarterback. Kyle mm -hmm. Shanahan 
is one of the rarest coaches in in the in the NFL in that right. you can take players like Brock Purdy and just his superpower is just I can throw I can throw the ball accurately I can see windows and I don't really have a whole lot of you know a, you know extreme arm strength or extreme athleticism or whatever but right. when it comes to I can see an open guy and I can hit him Brock Purdy does it really really well and Kyle Shanahan schemes up open players like nobody's business and, and that's the thing it's so creative yeah he does it in so many different ways and then you're talking about Christian McCaffrey man that's the whole point it's not just about him running out of the backfield it's the fact that he continues to be able to to make problems for you as a wide receiver like in his career he's just like spent time as basically a wide receiver and, and and that's that's one of the tricky things, right? Even though you have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, who are two of the best inside linebackers in in football, especially you know, Roquan Smith has has been in the league and, and has made his bones off of being able to to cover, right? That's what that was one of the big things coming out of Georgia about him. That's still a really really rough matchup to do that all the time. Have to chase right. Christian McCaffrey around the field. He could he could be a matchup piece to this. We haven't even talked about George Kittle. Which is a whole other thing because that not, guy. Let's not talk about him. Go yeah, because <laughs> I mean, if you want to say Travis Kelsey has been the best tight end in football for the last few years, George Kittle can't be that far behind. So that that's that's a whole other problem. So I I want to acknowledge all of that and say that it's not just about Brock Purdy, but the fact that they have all these pieces and Kyle Shanahan is so good at what he does. That, that makes the challenge even more exceptional. On the other side of things, you're talking about you wanting to see if, if Brock Purdy has MVP blood in his veins. But we already know the Baltimore Ravens have a guy who has MVP blood in his veins, and everything does not have to be perfect right. for Lamar Jackson to do his thing. How many times, <laughs> how many times on Sunday night did we just see Okay, you know, pockets there, but nobody's open. Buy some time, buy some time, buy some time. Run to the left, juke somebody out, buy a little bit more time, and then just flick the ball down the field. And and there and and all of a sudden Isaiah Likely's coming down with it. By the way, their connection is growing. I know you see it. I know you see it. But Lamar Jackson <clears throat> is again. I talk about rare coaches. Yeah. He might be the most rare player in football just what he does. And, and and I feel like if the Ravens do continue what they're doing, they beat the 49ers and they go on and they get the number one seed in the AFC. To me, that that's it. Lamar Jackson's your MVP. Absolutely. I, I can't say enough about what you just said. I think Lamar Jackson is, I've been saying it all year. I think he's phenomenal. To, to me, when you break down the Ravens roster, he's the number one player on the roster for me. And I think he would be number one on any roster and all 32 teams in the NFL if you put him on any team. Um, Lamar Jackson has he's 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 been surprisingly patient this year. And it shows his maturity and his growth as a player and as a quarterback on for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I think his MVP year, it wasn't that he tried to to win it all with his legs, but the coach tried to win it all with his legs because he realized exactly how talented of a player that he had. Greg Roman, I think, looked hard at Lamar and was like, oh, my God, this man, would be he'll be my meal ticket. You know, I just got to figure out a way to keep the ball in his hands as much as possible. And I think this year has been one of the most 
diverse years of you've ever seen of the Ravens offense. You know, I still feel like we have to figure out a way to get the ball to our playmakers quicker, you know, instead of putting Lamar in, in like a seven step drop, nine step drop situation, you know, it need to be three and out, you know, get it out of his hands. When you got an OBJ and you got an Aguilar, you got a Zay Flowers and you got an Isaiah Likely, you know, unfortunately we don't have Mark Andrews no more. Unfortunately we don't have Keaton no more. I hate that he got hurt, you know, um, and then Dobbins, you know, we've had a lot of loss already this year too. Like, and I think that's one of the things that people are kind of sleeping on that we, you know, we had a lot of loss already this season too. You know, Mark Andrews, you know, J.K. Dobbins, now Keaton, you know, um, Keaton Mitchell. It just it's so many guys, man, that we've had. You know, Marcus Mitchell was gone for half of the season, you know, and then we got him back, you know. And then you know, when Kyle Helmsen got hurt, I was biting my nails like crazy. Oh, my God. You know, so um, it's just it's one of those things, man, that football is 100 percent injury rating. But Lamar Jackson has been we've been blessed to have them have him this year. Like I said, he showed his maturity. And I think the fact that he's not hurt and we get a chance to see a full season of him playing, it just kind of stabs you a little bit and reminds you just how dope he really is. The last yeah. two seasons he was hurting and finished the season, so people had a chance to kind of talk bad about him, talk bad about the Ravens, but now you get a chance to see him for a whole season and everybody's talking, oh, my God, MVP, MVP, MVP. I don't think he cared less about having an MVP at all. He wanted to go to a Super Bowl. Man, he promised the Ravens, he, he promised the city of Baltimore, you're going to get a Super Bowl out of me when he got drafted. I think he's doing everything he can in his power to be patient, to be poised. And when the dagger needs to be put in somebody, he's going to tear loose for 100 yards plus rushing, plus another 300 yards passing and blow up the entire league. For some reason, I feel like the Ravens are just being patient, Kai. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel like they're still being patient with their offense. They're still still, building. Yeah, I feel like they feel like they can beat you just doing the minimal stuff. You know, every now and then they're going to throw a wrinkle in there. I still feel like they just haven't tucked the freaking reins off the horse yeah. and said, let's go bareback and let's go. You know, it, it'd be interesting to see how this season pans out. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think that's an interesting observation. First of all, I mean, I'm really, I mean, you, you know, I'm, I'm just, I hate it. I hate it for Keaton Mitchell. I really do. He was having such a good rookie season. He was having such a good game and just yeah. a freak, a freak injury, right? He's just trying to keep his balance and he steps yeah. wrong. I mean, it's like the Jalen Smith injury um, that, you know, ruined his career. And I mean, it sounds like, um, you know, it wasn't nearly quite that bad um, that he should make a full recovery. Um, you know, looking forward to seeing him back next year or the year after and you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, Did they say exactly what it was, Kyle? There's full ACL tear, but he didn't just have ACL? Just, just the ACL, okay. no, cartil- no cartilage damage or anything like that. Okay. So they said that um, he's expected to make a full recovery. So you, you would figure that, you know, with, with some rehab, if everything goes all right, Keaton's going to be back being as fast as, as he is, you know, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I truly hope so. It might take a little bit of time for him to, to get back to that, but you, you hope that you get to see him again uh, be, be who he is because who he is yeah. is a special football player. Yeah. And the Baltimore Ravens are really, really starting to lean on him and treat him as an integral part of the offense. And you hate to see it go down like this, but as you mentioned, right lamar jackson can make everything that's that's the kind of guy that you pay and and i feel like when it comes to quarterbacks very often we have this these idea of you know quarterbacks who sit in the pocket and they just piece you up and and that's all that they do right right maybe they can move just a little bit but but they don't they don't need to do that but but the point is that whatever they have around them 
they can make those guys better. Lamar Jackson can do it in every way as a passer, as a runner, as merely the threat of him running helps your run game. Because if he's holding the ball out there at the mesh point, you're thinking, well, got to watch out in case Lamar keeps this. And then you're getting easier holes for your running backs to run through. He makes the running game better. He makes the receivers better. He yeah. makes the team better. And, and I think that as, as a singular player, and this is no disrespect to Brock Purdy because what he's been doing has been excellent. But in terms of a singular player being more valuable to your team than just about any other Lamar Jackson's the kind of guy that I think that if he could, if he can stay healthy for a full season, the way that, that he's been doing this year, he could win MVP every single season because of, because of just the way that he makes the entire operation work. And again, this is the first year with a new offense and mm-hmm. he's out there, got them looking like this. And like you said, I don't think we're close right. to finding out how good they could really be because of the Absolutely. injuries. And also because I feel like you're still figuring out how to involve, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. You're, you're, you're still growing the connection with Isaiah likely. Zay Flowers is still a rookie. He hasn't Ooh, even man. really figured out how to play yet. Like, think about that, Straight man. Up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Kyle. Like, I, I mean, I, I almost stopped you and like, talk your shit, Kyle. Talk it. Talk it. Oh, you know, because I was just wind me up. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, because I mean, I, I I feel the same way. I look at him like uh, Lamar to me. Like you heard the stuff about Cam Newton this week. They was talking about how Cam Newton was talking about the quarterbacks like Dak Prescott and some of the other QBs, and he was saying that he was a uh, uh, he said something about Dak being a a game manager, and then he said some other guys game changers. Lamar to me is a game changer. He brought Lamar name up. He said he's a game changer, and he wasn't any disrespect to Dak. By him saying that he was a game manager, he was just saying that he's a phenomenal quarterback and he can manage the game, but he's not a guy that's going to change the game that you're so worried about him doing some spectacular off the wall type stuff like a Michael Jordan in basketball that he's a game changer. You know, but, you know, when I look at Lamar, if I was to equate him to basketball, he would be a Michael Jordan or he would be a a Steph Curry or he would be a Damian Lillard. You know, he's a game changer. He's like that one in every 10 year an athlete that you get that can play this phenomenal disposition so phenomenal that he's a dynamic piece for any team or any program and he's a huge piece of the baltimore ravens success right now and i love all the things that he's doing with his legs with his arms with his mind his patience you know just the way that he's approaching the game week in and week out and you know he made a bad pick this last week and, uh, and you you know, you're going to do those from time to time. You're going to get a situation where you're going to throw a pick or two or whatever. But I love the fact that he didn't beat himself up about it. He came right back. He still threw the ball, still put the ball where it needed to be and dropped some dimes. The ball he threw to Isaiah likely could have easily been a pick. But when you go back and watch that play, he put that ball where only Isaiah likely could get it. That's the play that you was talking he's about. Just like, he I know he could jump. Left. Yeah, he broke left. He broke right. You know, he spun out of a tackle, almost got sacked. And then he knew he was going to get hit. And through the, it flipped the ball about 50 yards down the field. And Isaiah went up to get it, and he got smashed in between two guys. But if you look at where the ball came down at, nobody had a chance to catch that ball but Isaiah Likely. And to me, that's that's the sign of a few of a extremely 
special gift that Lamar has. Like he puts the ball where only his guys can get it. Nobody else had a chance to intercept that ball unless Isaiah tips it and it goes yeah. into somebody else's hand. So I thought it was an amazing play, an amazing throw. And when I when he made that throw, I said we're winning this game. It's a wrap. Right then and there. Yeah. I mean, he again, it's like all things being equal. And I think I think the Ravens had the Jaguars outgunned, but I feel like all things being mm-hmm. equal, you're looking at him saying he can he can make it work. He's right. that guy. He can he can always be. He's the a game changer. Game. He he's the guy that yeah. that has the defense acting like literally saying how when he makes a play. Yeah. Which that's going to be my my lasting image from from that football game. Yeah. But I think look going into this next game, I I think this is going to be one of the most fun games of the season, and it, it'll be two two very good teams that get there in slightly different ways because you've got one team that especially on offense i i think is it's built around lamar jackson mm-hmm. and <laughs> i think on the other side you have an offense that's built around kyle shanahan so it's like who's who's gonna who's gonna win i know it's not that i know that's not that simple right brock purdy right. is a good player in his own right you know no no mean to disrespect but you know it, it will be interesting because i think he gets so much shine um, but the Ravens clearly, I mean, I mean, the Ravens, when you look at the chess match that he's going to have with Mike McDonald, who's had other teams in a chokehold, I think that chess match is going to be extremely, extremely fun. Yeah. And of course, because we are the Believe in Ravens podcast, you already know who we think is going to win this game. Boy, Let's go. Already. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it'll be. It, it'll be fun, though. Christmas Day, by the way, Christmas Day night game. San Francisco 49ers will host the Baltimore Ravens down in Santa Clara, but I don't think that's going to bother the Ravens at all. They have shown that they can be road warriors. They can go win games away right. from m and Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can't wait to see the Ravens play this game. I know it's going to be a great game, and um, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal situation going against San Fran. And Brock Purdy, I mean, you got to give him props because he is an NFL quarterback. He's made it as far as he has, and he's putting up MVP numbers all across the board. And um, I, I think you can't disrespect him at all. You know, he's earned the respect. Yeah. So let's give it to him. And when I say let's give it to him, Baltimore Ravens defense, stand up. Let's give him the respect that he deserves. <laughs> let's go punish him. All right, let's make him. Let's make him earn it even more this week. I say big thing, big ups to the Baltimore Ravens. Can't wait to watch this game. I'm gonna put it on the 86 inch TV this week and watch this thing all. The entire game from front to end. So I'm excited about seeing the Ravens go play football. Give him every bit of the respect that he deserves. And and that mean and listen, the Ravens have played up to the competition. No problem. They have smoked some really good NFC teams. This is going to be the biggest test yet. And we are going to be watching it right along with you. Believe in Ravens. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Danny Wilcox. We'll catch you after the game. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.